Hey everybody, it is another episode of Empowering Women's Wellness. I'm Dr. Misty, and today we're going to talk about nutrition, and we're going to talk about food, because nutrition is such a huge component of our health. We are what we eat, uh, and so I want to talk about why it's so important to look at our food, because if you were to look at the statistics, the United States is the sickest nation in the world. I mean, we're ranked 37th out of 39 nations in terms of our health, even though we have you know, the best healthcare system in the world, allegedly. Uh, I think it's a sick care system, but that's another topic for another day. You know, 70% of American adults are overweight or, or obese, and 20.6% of our teens are overweight or obese, and 17% of our children ages 6 to 11 are overweight or, or obese. And in 1960, only 4% of our children were overweight or obese. And that's because the quality of our food was way different than that it is now. And our kids were more active. You know, medication is the number three cause of preventable death in the United States. It's preventable. That means it did not have to happen. And so we need to assess our nutrition and our lifestyle choices if we're on any medication or want to prevent our, you know, prevent uh, chronic illness or not have to take medication. Because here's the thing, the average American or the, the average 60 year old is on 13 prescription medications. Listen, you might say I'm not on any prescription medications. Yeah. But what, what are you doing to prevent yourself from being on them as you get older? So you want to assess your nutrition and your lifestyle choices. If you're on medication, you have chronic health problems, you want to prevent chronic health problems and prevent being, um, you know, avoid being on medication, or you want to have a better quality of life as you age, because degenerative health conditions such as, and some of the symptoms associated with degenerative health conditions, which are things that we think about as we get older, are headaches, fatigue, mood swings, decreased concentration, digestive problems, heart problems, high blood pressure, high cholesterol, diabetes, cancer, decreased lifespan, autoimmunity. All of these are very, very common, but they're not normal. And just because you're aging does not mean that you should be experiencing these symptoms. And more and more people are having these symptoms at a younger and younger age. So we got to look at, well, what the heck is going on? And so that's why it's so important to assess your nutrition and your lifestyle choices, because making small changes can make a huge difference in your overall health and well-being. I mean, focusing on whole foods, reading your labels, swapping out, you know, food foods, you know, there's always a healthier option for foods that you love. So one of the things that I really want to dive in today is reading the labels on your food. And it's just, it's not just reading the calorie content, but it's, it's reading the, it's reading that whole nutritional label. It's reading the ingredients. It's even reading things on the front of the label, such as, <clears throat> is this a non-GMO verified project? You've got to see that on the label. If there is not a label that says non-GMO project verified, don't buy it because so many of our foods are genetically modified and there's nothing in our body that wants a man-made food. And the other thing that you want to look for is you want to look at, um, you want to look for uh, two words or really one word called biofortified. So the FDA has got away with changing the names of foods so that they appear like they're healthier. For instance, high fructose corn syrup, it's now called corn sugar on your ingredients label. Corn sugar, high fructose corn syrup, still the same thing. You want to avoid it. Well, now instead of 
of, you know, GMO labeling um, or calling something genetically modified, they call it biofortified. So we think we think we're eating something better. Oh, it's biofortified. Let me tell you this. Anything that's fortified is not a healthy food. If something is fortified, what that means is they process the food to take out any nutrients and then they put man-made nutrients back into it. As I just said, man-made nutrients, our body doesn't like them. Okay. We get nothing out of those nutrients. So I, I again, when we're talking about, you know, reading labels and things like that, we even want to make, you know, we even want to read really closely what natural flavors are, because if we see something that says natural flavoring on a label, we just automatically think it's okay for us, but they are a lie and they're a scam in the food industry. So uh, they're usually made in a lab and those natural flavors can be a mix of over a hundred different chemicals, you know, and companies don't have to disclose exactly what makes up that natural flavor if they don't want to. Um, you know, the only rule is that a natural flavoring has to start with one natural ingredient. Okay. But none of this has to be disclosed because the FDA says, I, we don't have to do that. So even if something says that it has, has added natural flavors, you really want to avoid that because you don't know what those natural flavors are. And oftentimes they're again, man-made. So MSG is one of those, uh, one of those things that you also want to avoid. Uh, but here's the thing, again, there are new names for MSG. I mean, as a matter of fact, there's over 30 names for MSG. And if you go online, you can Google um, 30 names of MSG and, and uh, it's gonna come up. There's gonna be actually, if you actually Google images and put in there 30 names of MSG, there's going to be a picture that comes up with all these different names like yeast extract, maltodextrins, um, you know, uh, caramel flavoring, uh, food seasonings, um, glutamic acid, hydrolyzed protein, hydrolyzed vegetable protein, hydrolyzed plant protein. Those aren't good things. Those are all just hidden sources of MSG. And MSG is an it's an excitotoxin that crosses the blood-brain barrier. It causes all sorts of health issues, headaches, um, you know, ADD, ADHD. So you want to stay away from uh, MSG. Um, artificial, artificial and natural flavors. Again, we've already talked about natural flavoring. That it's not really natural, and it's made up of other chemicals. So unless it's a hundred percent disclosed on what that natural flavor is, you want to stay away from them. But there is another list you can look up. So if you go to Google and you click on images, you can type in the ultimate no-no list. And this is going to give you over 3,000 chemicals that are generally recognized as safe or GRS, uh, but they're not fully tested. And they can be used in products under natural flavoring. So you're going to see things like yellow one, yellow six. So you want to stay away from those dyes. Um, you know, you're going to see things like soybean oil, uh, you know, and these, these products that are, are these, these additives and these flavors, uh, that are added to foods, you know, they are creating or wreaking havoc, um, on our health. So again, you want to Google 
you want to click on Google, click on images, and then you want to put in the 30 names for MSG, and you're going to see a picture come up with those names. You want to put in the ultimate no-no list, and uh, what's going to come up, what's going to pop up is a list uh, of, of foods that are used as additives and natural flavoring, but they are not healthy for you. As I said, you know, you're going to see a lot of dyes and a lot of like sodium benzoates and things like that, you know, um, BHIT and BHA, those are all things you want to avoid because they are, you know, they're, um, they're, uh, hormone disruptors and things like that. So, uh, again, reading labels is so, so, so important and knowing what you're to look for when you're reading the label is important as well. So I have a couple rules of thumb when it comes to reading the label. If something has more than five ingredients, I usually don't buy it. And especially if I can't pronounce a word, I don't buy it. That's just my personal rule of thumb. Um, you know, when you go to a store and you pick up an apple, the apple doesn't have an ingredient list on it. You inherently know it's an apple, right? Of course, nowadays you should always make sure that you're soaking those apples in like an, in, in a vinegar solution to get off any pesticides or waxes on them. Okay. But you don't need to know, and you don't need an ingredient list. If you buy a food and you have to read the ingredient list, that always should be suspect, right? So you always wanna you always wanna look what's in the ingredients. If it's more than five, I don't buy. And if I can't pronounce something, I don't buy it either. Uh, you know, then the other things I'm looking at, I'm looking at, you know, how many servings are in this food? You know, what's the serving size? How many calories? How many, how many grams of fat? How many grams of total carbohydrates? That's what's really the key. That's actually the first thing I look at is the total carbohydrate content. Because understand that carbohydrates break down into simple sugar in your body. And this is why we have so much insulin resistance nowadays is because we are way overeating our carbohydrates and we're not balancing that out with healthy proteins and healthy fats. So if you look at your total carbohydrate count in a food, right underneath that's going to be dietary fiber. So dietary fiber is not digestible. So you can take that out of the total amount. So let's say a total carbohydrate is 26 grams. The total fiber is two grams, which isn't a whole lot, but you can just subtract that two from the 26. Now you have 24 grams of carbohydrate in that food. Divide that 24 by four, and that's going to give you how many teaspoons of sugar you'll have in your body. So if you divide four into 24, that's six, six teaspoons of sugar from that serving of food. So that's the first thing I look at. I'm going to go drop down. I'm going to look at how many carbohydrates are in this food, how many come from fiber. I'll subtract the fiber from the total carbohydrate content, and then I'll just divide it by four. That's going to give you how much sugar that carbo those carbohydrates break down into. Because again, we live in a world we are where we are insulin resistance. There's so many hormonal imbalances. Um, you know, we have high blood pressure, high cholesterol. We have PCOS and it's all a relate, all those things relate back to insulin resistance. So those are some of the, some, those are some of the, uh, the, the little tips I can give you for reading the label. I'll talk more about this, but I'm out of time today. So I hope you enjoyed this episode and we will uh, see you next time.